tell these stories and bring people on and do this kind of thing. The only thing we have to really only focus on is really having great conversations, empowered conversations, so I will, right? And everyone, everything else is kind of taken care of for you. The market's out there, right? These, all these bots and machines are out there trying to dissect our conversation and trying to get it to the people that need to be done. It's our job to have these conversations. You're listening to Empowered Podcast with Patrick McGuire as he has empowered conversations with great people, doing great things and helping others. Join us at empoweredpodcast.ca. Hey, I'm Patrick McGuire. Hello, friends. This is Empowered Podcast, where I have what I would say empowered conversations with great people doing great things and helping others. That's super exciting to me. It's something that I love doing. And that's why the Empowered Podcast exists or Empowered Entrepreneur or Empowered with Patrick McGuire, however you want to call it. This live stream is only available today on LinkedIn. I mean, it's recorded, it's there for us, and we're going to have this podcast but it's available only on LinkedIn as a live stream right now. It's the place where professionals and creators connect. Today, I've got a great guy. He's incredible. He's got a vision for something that's growing fast. And now even LinkedIn is committed to creators. It sounds really weird when I say that because I guess I am, we are, a bunch of our friends are creators. We're podcast hosts. We're video type people. We create content and courses and all sorts of stuff. Today, I've got this guy that's all about creators and making a difference. But it feels really odd to say that we're both creators. And before we begin, Robbie's a great guy. He's a visionary, a passionate human being with a love for technology and entrepreneurs. And of course, podcasting. And that's what's led him to become, and I'm going to steal this right from his LinkedIn bio. So I hope you don't mind this, Ravi. But, you know, he's an innovation storyteller, a venture catalyst. That's cool. I love that co-founder and podcast host at bloomx.io and the creator of Disrupt Magazine. More importantly, I am really proud to call this man my friend and podcast motivator, not just a mentor, but a motivator that's really got me going. Ravi, big time thanks for joining me today and having an empowered conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. Awesome. So Ravi, I mean, before we get into this, I, I need to give full disclosure to everybody. This is all about an empowered conversation. But the disclosure is that for anyone that's joining me today, I, I really got to be honest and transparent. All this, everything you see, everything you hear, the podcast, the backend production, the video, the live stream, the audio, everything that goes into this show and all of my shows here and going forwards, whether it's a live stream or a recorded podio, a podcast, I got to tell you right now that audio and podcast is not even possible without Ravi and his team at Bloomex. So without these guys, none of this is possible. So a very huge shout out, a massive thanks to you, Ravi, for motivating me to bring Empowered Podcast to life like Frankenstein. And you gave me the tools to make that happen. So thanks a lot, Ravi. I appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. And to be honest, this has been like a, a dream coming forward because we've been looking into how to expand, how do we create more innovation storytelling in the marketplace, right? Like there's so many people doing cool things, so many people taking the hard choices in life and doing things that it requires a lot of support from the outside community, people looking in. So just having yeah. these kind of conversations, I think it's more than just a recording shelved away somewhere. It gives somebody like an opportunity to shine their light, you know, to share, to broadcast the world what's behind the scenes. So look forward to being on here. Um, this is my, one of my, one of my few times being on the other side of the mic. So looking forward to where <laughs> the conversation goes, Pat. Yeah, yeah. And I may not be as good and polished as you, Ravi, but you know what? We're going to put you a little grindstone here, put you to some questions. And then just, again, 
have an empowered conversation and let it flow. There's things that you and I both have in common. We love startups. We love entrepreneurs. We love people who are artists and creators. And I think of them as their own entrepreneurs as well. And we both have this love for podcasting and now with live streaming, the video end of it. So Robbie, tell us, like, what is it that you really do, buddy? Let everybody know before we get into the conversation. So the whole, whole thing started with trying to get more media for founders. Got really tired of great companies being mentioned only by how much money they've raised and then, you know, what <laughs> they do and what they've done secondary or third paragraph into, the, into a conversation. So podcasting, got super into it early. Joe Rogan, like most people do off of YouTube, that it could be a great medium to have a great conversation with founders. You know, spun that into an in from an in-person set to a virtual environment like we are in now. And suddenly we mm -hmm. can now talk to people all across the world as long as they're plugged in, as long as they have internet access. So there's like 4.8 billion people globally interconnected by the, the internet right now. Most of that through the mobile internet, right? Accessing the internet for the first time, accessing technology and information for the first time. I think that was that point in 2017 in India where like 50,000 people were joining the internet each month, right? For the first time, <laughs> all through the mobile internet because they're getting access to cheap phones and cheap smartphones. So, I mean, the market's really evolved right now. I heard Reed Hastings from Netflix talk about how the TAM, mm -hmm. the total addressable market of content is now infinite because there's so many people now consuming content for different reasons, for entertainment, for infotainment, for education purposes. So they're always looking to consume. Plus on the other side, there are these machines like LinkedIn, I'm sure, has bots right now, you know, parsing everything we're saying <laughs> and trying to push it to the right people trying to listen to it. So there are these machines now that are trying to figure out who, who to push what content to, right? And, they're, and they're, yeah. they have their own reward structure to, to being there. So for us, aka these creators who can come and, you know, make these stories and tell these stories and bring people on and do this kind of thing, the only thing we have to really only focus on is really having great conversations, empowered conversations, so I will, right? And everyway, everything else is kind of taken care of for you. The market's out there, right? These All these bots and machines are out there trying to dissect our conversation and trying to get it to the people that need to be done. It's our job to have these conversations. Yeah, I. it's funny because you say that. You say, hey, look, it's cool. And I love that you used empowered conversations because I really do believe in that. We got to have them. They can't just be a conversation that nobody cares about. Here today, obviously, we're talking about podcasting, video casting, audios, video streaming, live streaming, and of course, our current platform that we're playing with is LinkedIn live streaming. Of course, we can live stream thanks to Bluemex to a bunch of them at once, but we choose to go LinkedIn for a good chunk of our content media for these live streams. But Robbie, you say like there's access to these tools and you say that it's easy to do and anyone can do it. The reality is it isn't. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm a big fan of what Bluemex is doing because I've had this voice. I hear voices all the time, by the way, buddy. I don't know if they're good, but you know, I've had this voice in my head since about 2014 that we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we, that was both sides of my brain talking to each other. I think I knew all the tools that were out there and I've made multiple lists of startups and execution plans to do this, but you need a team or you need a plan or you need a tool that makes it easy to do this. And amazingly enough, I mean, the live streaming piece being part of the tools that we use in your studio that Bluemex has set up for me. And yes, folks, they did everything in the back end. I was just a guy that said, here's what I want to talk about. Here's the type of people we're going to interview. We got Olympic athletes, artists, actors, you name it, influencers, podcasters. We've got those guys, the crazy creators. 
And we've got a lot of entrepreneurs, of course. But Ravi and the team at Bluemex said, here's the tools to do it. And here's how you do it. And they set up the whole back end. So it makes my job, my vision really easy. The reality is not everyone's willing to go through all the steps and find all the tools and put it together. So that's something I really like is that you guys have put that together. Not just to pump Bluemax here, folks, but I'm a fan. I've used other systems and they're good. I'm going to be honest. And yeah, I'm going to talk about your, your competitors, Ravi, but Zencaster, I think it's a fantastic platform. It's super easy to use. And if that's where you get your start before you find all your flowing motions, like I have with Bluemax, get started. Heck, just pick up your phones, your devices and start recording something mm. and post it somewhere and share your brains, your hearts, your passion. Speaking of passion, Ravi, again, I said, I have a few questions. Why are you so passionate about helping people tell their story? I guess because I found it how rewarding it was for me. So accidentally, as I stumbled upon a, a business incubator when I was in university and ended up launching my first tech company out of there. And I just saw the benefit I got, like that company does not exist anymore. It didn't end up taking it to where it needed to go. But those stories outlived me to the point where people from university, people who saw articles from that during that time still remember me from it. Doing well in that arena, UFT kind of put me as poster child saying like, look, this is the face of uh, UFT entrepreneurship. And it put me in a lot of different places. So I'm like, man, this is like for a, a innovator, it's like an, almost like an athlete, right? Like getting those first few awards, it doesn't have to be a Stanley Cup, getting those first few, few awards gives you the rewards to kind of like keep pursuing. And like, you know, like getting up from like a, a fall is everything. Right. It's not, not necessarily that you went down. It's how you got back up and got back into the game. So innovation, yeah. entrepreneurship, doing anything that's hard requires the same, same kind of thinking. So when you provide these like accolades, this support, this kind of an audience who's like cheering you on or even being in the spotlight makes you feel like you're doing something important. Right. And that kind of uh, yes. inadvertently drives uh, people um, to reach higher and to hit harder, to do things faster. So I think that's it. You know, you, we can influence the curve of human intellect and human capacity just by shining the light on the people who are doing great things. Yeah. And it's funny, like there's like, there's so many entrepreneurial and athletic references that you just sunk into that whole conversation there. I, I had a conversation actually discovery call with a, a lady who owns elite camps and she's a ex semi pro athlete mm. and entrepreneur. She bought 75 acres of land in 2019 and built these elite camps specifically targeted at basketball, but doing other sports as well. 75 acres near the end of 2019, they built it all out. And then what happens? Holy crap. So she made a reference and I think this one sits and I'm going to use it a little later on because we're getting on a podcast in a couple of weeks here. We're going to do a live stream and podcast recording. She says, athletes are very special people and so are entrepreneurs. And then her quote was that entrepreneurs are the athletes of the business. And that came from Stephanie Rudnick. So really cool. You'll hear more about that awesome lady later. And, and it's very exciting. Another conversation that I'll be able to share and have an empowered conversation. Thanks to what we're doing with you guys. But I do believe in that. And, and I also like that you pointed out like, Hey, it doesn't matter how many times you fall. It's how many times you get up. And you said you hit harder, you come back stronger, you're faster. We'll get to market, whatever the heck it has to happen. And the last thing I hate to say it, buddy, but I'm really glad you told us that the first company failed. <laughs> Three, third. That was actually the third one. There we go. I wasn't going to call it out. <laughs> I've had a whole bunch of, fa I've failed so many times, man. And, and we have to remember that as entrepreneurs, 
even podcasters, creators, we're going to screw up. We're going to fail. And it's okay because I, I know you figured it out and I hope everyone else figures it out that you fail. And I mean, there's a book out there about failing forwards and you can go Google that, search and Amazon, whatever the heck you like to do or audiobook. But uh, failing forwards is a big deal for entrepreneurs. And clearly you guys at Bluemax have done that. You failed forwards a few times. Absolutely. I mean, we've been at this. I was so surprised in the new year to look back and think about this, but this is our fifth year kind of operating. And each year we're kind of pivoted to a different kind of model to kind of accomplish our goals. So the real product we're trying to build is high frequency media. How do we create media mm -hmm. high frequency across wide channels? Specifically, how do we create media for algorithms who can dissect it and understand, who can take it to where it needs to be? So that product, we started out with our own, just by creating content, just as me, one person, creating high quality content first, and then we moved to high yeah. frequency. And it, 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 during that process, we tried to figure out multiple different ways to monetize because we had to like fund the dream, right? We had to fund things and going away. And we did everything from creating like a sales as a service agency where, you know, of the people we yeah. talk to, we'll do sales as a service for them. We tried another one where it's innovation scouting. We're talking to a lot of people who are working on a lot of great ideas. There's probably some value. If we're interested in them, some other people are interested in them as well. So we start scouting on behalf mm -hmm. of larger companies who paid membership fees to do that. So we kind of build these kind of business units around the media stream, but it always came down right. to the biggest value we kept producing and the, the, the biggest track that everyone kept coming back to was like, your media rocks. Cause like, it's not about the consumption of media. It's not that people are sitting there watching it in millions. It's the fact that people can get to come on and create media easily, right? I can just jump on, right. on, on a podcast, talk about my idea for about an hour or two, and that podcast show will break things down into podcast show notes, distribute across platforms, make me SEO searchable. And now all my thoughts, ideas, experiences are now out there. So being a catalyst, being a storyteller, really is providing that platform for per people who are you know, running that marathon to kind of jump in the scene, talk about their experiences, dissect some of the tidbits they've learned, get questions and even get pushed sometimes by a storyteller to understand what drives them, what motivates them, where their end goal is, what that looks like. And sometimes they even leave the show more open or more, more uh, built up and amped up than they are when they came in, right? Because they got this kind of, saw, saw their life in a type of you know, viewpoint, which is, now, this is the story of their life, and this is part of the, the curve they're in right now. It is part of that. So I've now had guests come on for like two, three years and give updates over I time. I love it. And I love that the most. So this is one company um, that sends me their, their uh, and I'm rambling here, Pat, you know, if you, if you want to jump no, in here. please but. do. We got to talk about what we do and how we do and how we help others. This is part of helping others. This is part of my mandate, my mission, my passion. So please. What do they do? What do they say? What do they send you? This is one company uh, run by Fran Ansois, uh, runs a prop tech company, uh, Enzo Connect. And, you know, saw this company like ground level UFT company, right? Like reaching out saying like, you know, I'd love to be in your podcast. Some of the, some of the entrepreneurs I've, I've looked up to has been on the podcast. He's come in as a young guy, built this thing out. And year by year, we saw him grow and develop, go to different accelerators, incubator programs across the world, you know, struggled, stranded in France during COVID, during the pandemic was called. <laughs> You know, I used that opportunity to go uh, to explore the European space better. And now he, he, I think he closed like a monster, like eight figure, nine figure round, like, uh, sorry, eight him. figure round. And, you know, coming that, that, that curve point. And every month I got a newsletter from him giving updates on saying what's going on. Right. So Love being it. that opportunity to kind of like, you know, make that kind of relationships with people doing hard things and being able to spotlight them as they go through that, that I think that's. 
that's for me, that's so hurting. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, and kudos to you and to Francois for sticking it through and staying in touch and having update podcasts and update newsletters. In fact, I've got another friend that uh, is doing the same thing. They're giving me updates on a regular basis and they're going to come on the podcast. And they said, hey, they're already planning, by the way, to actually do a series. They want to do a series of these. And I'm going, okay, but I got to spread them out. I got to gap them here because we can't just have entrepreneur. It's just not going to work. And it can't be the same person or people from the same company. But they want to give updates. They want to share more. They want to create more content themselves. And in fact, we're going to direct them to just getting with Bluemax. It's so much easier for me to say, yeah, you could do this and that and this and that. Or it's easier just call Ravi at Bluemax. Here's his email. Here's his contact. Here's LinkedIn. And by the way, folks, if you haven't figured out, you're just tuning in. We are live stream on LinkedIn and you can find me at LinkedIn, Patrick McGuire, Empowered Entrepreneur, or you can find Ravi Ravindran at LinkedIn with uh, Bluemex. And that's B-L-U-M-E-X. And if you want to find them on the website, .io, go in there and do a quick take, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're a company executive or owner, founder, startup, creator, uh, crazy guy or girl with an idea. Uh, jump in there, do a quick take because the idea that Bluemax has is sharing more great stories with more people and getting exposure. And, and when I say that, I mean the good kind of exposure, <laughs> get it out there and just share your story and message. We have some other great friends. I just hung up with Ashley Martis over at uh, Startup Fuel, some great stuff going on there. Our ecosystem is wonderful. I love it. And yeah, we do focus a lot on entrepreneurs because that's where our hearts are. I had someone remind me the other day, I, I call myself a diseased entrepreneur. She reminded me that I'm a chronic entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're different or the same, but uh, it almost sounds good or bad, but that's what we do. Very excited. Do find us on LinkedIn. Ravi, you turned me on to creator mode on LinkedIn. Like I said, hey, Ravi, I'm going to do this podcast. We're going to do it this way. I want to have empowered conversations. I don't just want it for entrepreneurs, even though that's my first love and passion. I am an entrepreneur. I've got multiple startups. I've got multiple failures and a good chunk, a handful of successes as well. But you're the one that said, hey, Pat, why don't you consider video as well? Why don't you add in live stream? Because I was really going to do an audio podcast with some video and dump and pump it on YouTube and my website, of course, on the blog. But you reminded me like, or not even reminded me, you told me flat out. Did you hear of LinkedIn's creator mode? I'm like, creator mode? What's that? Is that like boss mode? <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm going to let you run through it a little bit, maybe like just give me your take on what creator mode is, but I think it's awesome. So LinkedIn, I think is the most underrated social network, mostly because it's owned by a giant like Microsoft who moves very slow, doesn't really promote it very well. It's not as flashy as like Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok, but you know, it, it now has 65, 60, 655 million users and 55 million monthly active users, all within the professional sphere. Right, talking about what they do for work wow. and what they do for life and how they want to give back. So it, it said that like each follower, each listener you have on LinkedIn is probably worth 10 times somebody that on another channel, especially if you know, mm. you're an entrepreneur or a business person or a salesperson, you're in the realm of professionalism. And the reason for that is like the business community, one of the main tenets of this is that everybody wants to connect. Everyone actually really wants to develop yeah. each other. It's a weird thing. Like as much as competitive as business uh, is thought to be, and people love competing, people equally love cooperating. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the great things I've heard is that. Hence you and I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cooperative competition, I think is one of the greatest uh, purveyors of like uh, of, uh, of value, 
right? With when you, you know, cooperatively compete, um, you know, with the lake world, you kind of see that when, when team member mates compete against each other, but also have the teams, oh, yeah. asp go, you know, teams aspiration in mind as well. They do perform, uh, do really well because the individuals are, you know, moving the individual capabilities forward while the team kind of performs really well. And I think, you know, looking at innovation, looking at sales as a team sport is everything because capitalism is built on the greatest human strength, which is cooperation, right? Like the reason mm -hmm. we are here now and yeah. not in like a jungle somewhere, why we outcompeted all the predators with fangs and claws was it not be because we were stronger than them. It was because we could cooperate. We, we, we were more intelligent. We could share ideas and outthink our competitors, right? So cooperation has always been humanity's strong point. And how do we utilize that? How do we bring that towards, uh, you know, these great problems that are surrounding us? I had this conversation with a founder yesterday, how like software is eating the world. And, uh, you know, that uh, the market isn't quote, it's like it's already ate the world and it's digesting it. And in that process, in that process, it's made, made every problem into a market problem, right? Into a technology, potential technology right. solution. So now I think like the, the realms of where you can launch a company or launch a startup or, or launch a vehicle to solve a problem can be, can be utilized in the way of startups, right? Which is why we see startups for mm -hmm. everything now. Yes. The explosion of, uh, of, of innovation capital. Yeah. And again, talking with Ashley earlier today is access to capital or democratizing, democratizing access to capital is what Ashley likes to say. That's a big deal. There's so many great startups out there. And there's so many great people, founders, creators, entrepreneurs. And if you're listening to this and this is resonating with you, I, I want you, I'd love to have you on the Empowered Podcast. I'd love to tell your story. If you're looking for some mentor advice, DM me, send me a direct message on LinkedIn here and either on this podcast episode, the live stream comments or directly because I'll give you 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of my time, absolutely free, just because. I want to see if you're trying to validate something, if you're trying to figure out who you know, or who I might know, or Ravi might know, or someone in our network that might know somebody in the network that can help you. We're those people, the coopetition, as Ravi was putting it earlier. I love calling it coopetition. I know I've taken two words and slammed them together. They make no sense. I don't care, but that is what it is. And we're happy to help. So send us a message and we'll probably tag up and help you out. But you know, the access to capital with all these great startups, like we joke around that. There's some really brilliant people sitting somewhere in a back corner of a dark, broken down house that could change the world. And the sad thing is that's not really a joke. It's like, oh yeah, that guy's brilliant. He's just become a bum. Well, no, he never got access to something awesome to help him out. He never got a motivator. Like I can get motivated myself for a lot of things. I suffer with a little bit of anxiety and depression at times, folks. This is one of those things that motivates me is telling great stories, spending time with guys like Ravi and, and perhaps you guys one day, but I can get stuck in that deep, dark corner and I might have a brilliant idea and I may never have access to someone that can help say, Hey, it's time to turn that on, light it up, get out of that dark corner. And like you said, with the podcast, Pat, you've been thinking about it since 2014, you had a game plan in 2016. Why don't we just do it? And I'm like, okay, fine, let's do it. But then even access to capital, Ashley and I were talking about that. There's some people that have brilliant ideas that don't have access to capital. And that's something that they're working on, of course. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you and I love doing is we've got some great connections for either startup funding. I'm a big fan is, is stop selling the most expensive, precious commodity you have as a startup. Stop selling your damn equity <laughs> too early. There's ways to do debt financing. There's ways to do equipment financing. There's ways, in fact, if you're established companies, you probably still need more money. 
I have friends and access to IP funding. So you don't give up equity. You keep the most precious commodity that you have. But the problem is when we're starting, some of us don't even have a chance to talk about funding because we can't get out of the gates. So I love the idea that with podcasting, videos, live streaming, we can share. And it costs us what? Almost everybody now has a phone. I could jump on the phone. I can do a quick selfie live stream. I can do a quick video and post it on YouTube and LinkedIn and Instagram. In fact, my daughter doesn't do it, but she's basically built her baking business, Shea Sweets, on Instagram. She's in high school and she's killing it. But what did she need? She needed mom and dad to buy her a graduation gift from grade eight, which was a phone. And she needed her personal skill sets to do baking. That's it. And that's her promotions. So anyone can do it. But with companies like you, Ravi and Bluemex, whatever it is, Zencaster, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, we can do it faster and we can do it better and we can reach more people. And if somebody's thinking about it, I really want them to do it right now. If you have a great idea, just post something because somebody will find you. And if it's your dream, go after it. Don't let up. Post content all day long. I like your high frequency concept. That model is tell more great stories, share more great startups, share more great businesses more often with more frequency and just get more messages out. So I'm a big fan of it. And, and actually, as you were checking things out, not to drop the bomb on you, but I just pulled up a post there that uh, LinkedIn has 740 million plus members. Holy cow, that's really big. All right. So obviously we talk a little bit about creators. We talk a little bit about podcasts, but you know, why did you suggest live streams? I'm curious on that one. Cause I'm just a guy that said, let's do some audio video, but why live streams? And why are we doing this right now? So there was this famous Canadian heritage moment. No, I don't know if you saw this as a, as a, when I was junior younger, when I was a kid, TVO always plays to play this. And this quote came up that always stuck with me because I could never figure it out. And it bugged me till I got older and I got it. And it's like, the medium is the message. It was a something with Culkin, right? Uh, he was a T who actually said this. And like gone on to like change how media is perceived because it's like the medium, how content is distributed is half the message or sometimes a full message. So whether you hear something wow. from radio or you hear something from MTV video uh, or you're in a podcast while working out and you're listening to your favorite personality in your, in your ear, right? Um, kind of transforms how the message is perceived. So as new mediums develop and new, uh, new outlets come out there, you can utilize new message, new mediums to tell stories differently, you know, to reach audiences mm -hmm. differently and therefore also take advantage of like expanding market. So if you look at like the heydays of YouTube, uh, really, uh, uh, you know, picking up and really building, it becomes content deficit. It's always the people are looking for more content than there is. So any content on there performs really well. Same thing is happening with live streams. There's not enough live, uh, live happening. It's North America. Wow. In the East, Right, the people have been live streaming for a while. We're actually behind in terms of media adaptability, right? So LinkedIn, for example, has announced that this year is going to be a year of promoting live creators. So that's why uh, live is out out of beta now. I think there's be more and more people creating on LinkedIn again. So what uh, the fertility? What we're trying to do is try to bind together a community can support each other to create high frequency media. How to create more? So it's one thing to be able to turn your webcam on and you know do one of these. You know, every once in a while, but to set a goal of like, I want to do a hundred, you know, I've done 160 yeah. episodes now. I'm my no go, new goal is to do a thousand. Right. So I love that. So like looking back on that, uh, I look back at like, okay, I have this goal. I want to talk to a thousand people. You might want to talk to a thousand empowered people, you know, have these empowered conversations. 
how do you do that, right? Like if we in the back end as a community can scrape together and, and enable us the right tools, trips, technologies, integrations to kind of like operate this kind of fluidly, make it easier, then you can plan out things in bulk and kind of process it, you know? And you can add media company individually as an individual. And that's what we're trying to really empower. That's what we're really trying to build is to give uh, creators and storytellers like yourself the ability to create media at high frequency and high quality and not have to worry about all the backend stuff. That's fantastic. And I've asked you already and I said, hey, can I just go randomly live stream on my own using the studio you set up? And you're like, yeah, sure. It's your studio. Do whatever you got to do. Yep. So I do have that plan. And you stole it from me, but I do. One of my goals is a thousand empowered conversations. So <laughs> that's, uh, it's funny that you pointed it out. You called it out for me, but folks, not, that's one of my goals. But there will be some things you got to apply. You got to have a conversation. It's kind of, it's not invite only community, but you know, we like to know that we're going to have an empowered conversation with great people doing great things to help others or say empowered others, right? Like you got to have that, whether you have a purpose, a vision or a cause. I love that. In fact, one of my other uh, businesses, we're all about having the cause tie in. So you might be a professional or something. You might have a product, but we're doing a, a pretty cool little thing. I will talk about it here, but the whole point of it is that it has a cause tied to it indefinitely or in perpetuity, it's always going to be tied to that cause. They're always going to get something out of it. So I want to have those conversations that are not just for you and I, like, mm -hmm. I love this. I love that we're having this conversation, Ravi. I'm so glad we've got a few guests that we've didn't done recordings for, but you being one of the early ones, I kind of said, I have to do it with you because you've empowered me to do what I want to do but it suits so many things. You're helping enable me or empowering me to do what I want to do. It's a great conversation with someone who's brilliant. And folks, I don't know if you were listening, but the guy dropped a bunch of quotes and named the people that made the quotes like they were nothing. So that, and Ravi, forgive me, but that big, bald, beautiful head <laughs> is full of knowledge. I got a big head. It's just not quite as nice, <laughs> but it's full of knowledge. And that's an empowered conversation. And we don't have to just talk about podcasts. We're talking about LinkedIn. Like we're promoting LinkedIn. There's no reason for us to do that at all. Yes, we're going to talk about the business, Bloom X. Yes, we're going to talk about empowered entrepreneur and empowered podcast. That's rewarding as well. And then the fact that we're going to talk about how we can help other people mm -hmm. to get in touch with Ravi and Bloom X. Like those are so many things that resonate with me and I really love it. And that's why I'm passionate about doing this and why I'm passionate and really was getting you on this session and really important. And I do like the live stream side. When we first started talking, I think you probably remember because you're like, what type of podcast do you want to do? So Ravi put me through the grills, folks, and he beat me up a little bit, pulled <laughs> some stuff out of me that I was trying to keep to myself in case I failed. I didn't want anyone to know, like, he knows. But, you know, I said, I want to have raw conversations, almost unedited. So if you're hearing this in the podcast, it might sound a little bit nicer <laughs> than you hear it on the live stream. If I say, which I try not to say, I try and take a deep breath. I learned that many years ago. Or if I st stammer, stumble, stutter, whatever you want to call it. Or if I have a complete brain meltdown and I, and Ravi laughs at me, that's because it's a raw live stream. That's what it is. But they might get edited or polished out for the production side of things in the podcast and later videos. But I really love that you suggested we go live stream and started with LinkedIn you will see our live streams on other channels and platforms later on. Don't get me wrong, but I love that LinkedIn has made this available. I went on, uh, maybe it was a couple Tuesdays ago and I went on again on Friday and I reminded everybody 
I missed the whole Facebook marketing opportunity. I had Empowered Nutrition. We had Empowered Meal Plans back then, and we were killing it. We were the number one most downloaded and the number one most stolen PDF meal plans, if you will, for the fitness nutrition industry, because we used to supply to the fitness industry. We moved online, but we were killing it with the helps of our affiliate marketing friends, but they marketed the heck out of it on Facebook and they crushed it. A good friend of mine, very good friend. In fact, he got his very first bodybuilding routine, his very first um, actual diet and training nutrition program was from me, it's Vince Del Monte. And for anyone that doesn't know Vince Del Monte, go Google the guy right now. If you Google it, he'll show up either as a great business mentor, leader, thought leader, or a great fitness business advisor, coach, mentor, whatever. Or he'll show up as muscle building, fitness, books and products, and he helps other people. So it's really cool, but I missed that. He marketed the heck out of Facebook. Then he quickly moved to YouTube. You know what? I wanted to do YouTube. I was just scared. I didn't know what to do or how to do it. And I have, I would say back then I was really into the high tech as we were doing HR tech and then FinTech. And quite honestly, at that point in time, I felt like I'm supposed to keep up this professional image. I can't just be this goofy, fun meathead guy who's into tech. I can't do YouTube. That's where you goof off and you have kids doing stuff and running into doors and slamming their face in the door and letting the dog bite you or putting alligator clips to your, like real alligators to your ears. That's what was YouTube. And I'm just like, that's as much as I do stupid stuff. I can't let my peers see that. Mm -hmm. So I skipped it. I missed it again. And, but now live streaming in creator mode with LinkedIn, because you turned me on to buddy, this is it. So if you missed Facebook's marketing, you missed Instagram's marketing, you missed link, uh, YouTube's marketing opportunities. You didn't make your millions on that one. I'm not going to tell you that you're going to make millions being a podcaster. In fact, you're probably not. You're going to be suffering. You're going to struggle, but you're going to do it because you're passionate about it. But if you have a product or service, maybe you do use this as a tool, but this is where my peers live. This is where most of my friends and just general network friends, they live on LinkedIn. They're professionals. It's a professional society and community. So again, I think it's really awesome that you suggested that we go to live streams. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like uh, the move forward is like the ability to... We like we're looking into building like a training facility, almost like a boot camp for like podcasters to come on and kind of uh, learn really quick how to get jump in because get some ninja skills. Yeah, <laughs> grab all that, go through the dojo. But the, the real concept here is like by having more conversations, especially in the innovation space, which I feel like we come from very like especially in Canada, we come from a very conservative business environment where we consider yes. business to be a very serious matter, very closed off. You don't tell people because they're afraid of competitors stealing things. But then you have the technology crowd and the innovation crowd who are more focused on the problem and solving of the problem than they are of, of the ideas being stolen. Cap, no, no, getting, getting, getting riches. It's obviously one of the, <laughs> one of the, one of the great motivators, individual motivators for a great many people, right? Especially building companies, yes. becoming a CEO, becoming an executive. You're trying to chase the mater that material wealth that can lead to better life for you and your own. And innovation is seen as one of the, one of the great facets, right? So. In North America, I think there's 1,300, uh, last count officially, uh, there's probably some hidden ones, 1,349 uh, billionaires, right? And a third of them, huh. like the good thing and the good news is that 72% of current billionaires made all their capital in their lifetime, their first generation wealth, meaning they, the fam before wow. them, they were poor, their family was poor, and they became wealthy. And poor, I mean, like not, not, right? So some came from like middle classes, upper middle classes, of course. Right. But... And the vast majority of them made it in their 40s, 
after failing a lot in the 30s and 40s. Like, look at Mark Cuban, who was broke in his 30s, right? Like, he, you know, if you look at the curve of capital, you see, you, you see most billionaires have made their capital in the late 40s because they spent 20, 30 years developing the skill sets and trying things and failing and understanding and, and finding their place in life. So I think business is moving into a scientific function, into a science function. What you're really trying mm. to do is trying to get good as a scientist, breaking down problems and trying to figure out how not to solve them. You know, all the different <laughs> things that doesn't work. So when we talk about failure, I think we're looking at the wrong side of things. We talk about failure as like, oh, you survived failure. But actually failure is like, is part of the learning process, right? In science, we know this. You, you know, you have yeah. like a null hypothesis, like you have, you have a hypothesis that you think is wrong, right? And you try to, f try to figure out ways that it, it can't, uh, so it can't be disproven. Right, the way a thesis is kind of made to be uh, made to be is that it can't be disproven. The same kind of concept has to be for hmm. uh, a business plan. A business model is just like a thesis in science. It's like we do keep doing X, we're gonna keep get, extracting value from it. It's gonna produce Y capital, right? So, so um, uh, first, uh, if you look at read any any of Steve Blank's um, you know novels from back in the day, or like his, his, his one of the important ones is Search First es uh, Execute. A startup is not a baby, a baby start a, a company. It's actually a mechanism to look for a business model, right? You're actually okay, yeah. You're actually looking. You actually, you know, you have an idea. You're probably going to solve. You're looking. You're doing all the all. The, you try out from all the different ways you can do things. What doesn't work, and what will solve that problem, and what will work, and how to produce um, value at a greater scale. And once you find that mechanism, X equals Y capital. Then you get capital investors, hire people, and you become an enterprise, a big, a bigger firm. So, like the way that I think that is translated is not really accurate to a lot of people. A lot of people see this from the outside in and think of this as like you have an idea, okay, give me money, and I'll go hire the right people to right. Like pursue yeah. that. So, I think the most important thing that podcasters can do in the innovation space is to get people to talk about ideas, how they build things, how, they, uh, how they're actually building things. Therefore, you can see from the nitty gritty what, how people are, who are actually performing are actually thinking. Because the hardest part of getting right. more innovators into the market space is not that every, everyone is born into and want to like, I want to create a company one day. I want to solve global hunger. Like, like they're pushed into these realms where they want to think about this, but they need to understand what the mechanisms could be to launch and build and solve the problems you want. And the more people we can see to do this, the more people can inspire and make it easier and have the knowledge base to go out and solve problems, the better off we all get, right? It's, it's called, the, I think it's one of, the, one of the aspects of the innovator's dilemma, right? Like the more innovators we have for solving problems, yeah, the more competitors, but the better everyday life will become. Absolutely. And Ravi, you mentioned something and I'm just going to say it is, I do have a bit of an inspiration for this thing. I have a vision and a hope that, and I shared it with you, that one day we'll do Empowered Empathy and it will be about giving back. It'll be about going out and giving and helping others get a whole new outlook on life, mm -hmm. whether it's capital, whether it's food, whether it's clothes, whether it's just moving them. In fact, I've got a relationship with a group called Z Wonderful. I mean, they're growing the Toronto Urban Farms. They're coming on the podcast very shortly, really cool. And... But it's so much bigger. They're actually acquiring farmland and they have a model that they've partnered with colleges to help students to get entrepreneurship, to get that co-op on the farm, and then take over the lease that they'll still own the property of, which is nice. But they're feeding families first in Toronto. Micro grows, micro greens in the winter in people's basements. They're teaching them how. They've got rooftop 
gardens. And then they got giant farms that they partner with and they have a share box program. So you get a, a farm share as they call it. It's a box of produce. And you're investing up front a week, a month, a year at a time, whatever you want to buy into of that farm, whether it's a large scale farm or whether it's a small rooftop farm, it doesn't matter. These guys are growing really hearty, delicious, organic product. And your profit is food instead of going to the grocery store, which I'm a bit of a, a natural lover and I like growing my own stuff out in the back, but not to the scale that these guys can do, but they're going to promise to teach me how to do that. And, and there is again, learn to teach. He was a tech founder who then went and decided I'm going to be an agro guy. He learned, he did it, he feeds others. Now he's teaching literally at the college level. And in fact, they do have a program where they actually help people come off the streets, go work the farms, get off of certain addictions and removing them from that bad environment and take them to a farm and getting them grounded and eating the foods they're growing. Mm -hmm. They completely change and now they become stewards of the land. And I think of that, whether you're in technology or whether you're in agriculture, whether you're in consulting or mentorship, I think that's what it is. We've got to have a vision and a passion for something bigger than just creating a product. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny when you said that, you're like, yeah, people are like, I have a great idea. Why don't you give me some money? Yeah. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> we, we have to do something to make that great idea appeal real. As I like to say, I don't like say fake it till you make it because a lot of this stuff doesn't work anymore. You have to actually do something in order to get something. So that's, it's different. I like it. What was the real reason that you started your own podcast? I, I know I'm cycling back to the beginning of questions and conversations here, but yeah, you know, why did you do a podcast? So I was fortunate enough at a young age, uh, at 24, to become an entrepreneur in residence at the University of Toronto. Um, the prof there brought me in. Okay. But one of the things was the idea of like, I can represent saying I'm from UFT, all the different conferences and all the, all the different <laughs> events that happened. So I got to travel and go around different places. So from like, I had a blast from 24 to 27. Like I just went to almost every innovation fair I can, I can find myself on. I even got flown out to Collision when it, they had it in, in, in Vegas in 2015. And that was like, right. And like, I started like seeing, like meeting all of these entrepreneurs from different realms and different places. And then got really tired of retelling <laughs> their stories to other people. So I thought they were so cool. And they're like, uh, people I told it to, that's so cool. I wish I could meet that person. I'm like, why couldn't you? You know, why can't you hear from direct from them what they're up to? So I'm like, why is it yeah. that I am discovering these stories and that no one else gets to? And when I tell this to my friends or, uh, you know, colleagues, they're like, wow, I wish I met that person. That They seem like they're doing some cool stuff, right? Or the way they think about it is really interesting. So podcasting became a way to like, okay, I've been going out and spending all this energy, meeting, having these conversations, you know, in, in, in different places. What if I can bring them to me? What if I can bring them to me so I can have them and I really enjoy it, have it in higher frequency, right? And bring down, um, you know, my physical requirements for that, but also enables me to have more conversations. But, and since it's recorded, people can listen in. And to be honest, like I've had people reach out to me. I have one of the, my best things is that I have interns who have reached out to me, you know, and asking to intern. These are students who have reached out saying like, I really like the people you're talking to. I really like the ideas you speak about. I don't know what I want to do in the future, but I'd love to come and learn that from you. I've had mm. two, three people do that to me now. Uh, re students reach wow. out to me. And for me, that like, that is winning. The fact that I, oh. so uh, I've always had the people who reach out and ask for help, you know, are on a different level than everyone else because they're ambitious, but they're willing to be led. You know, sometimes we always talk about like leaders as an asymmetric relationship where like leaders is like, you could just point a power, 
and you have power over others, but you don't think about followers. Yeah. Right? Like, like I think equally the respect should be people who follow great leaders or like, or go out and choose great leaders to follow and emulate and learn from because it's, it's a ripple, right? In like, in, um, in arts, for instance, like you have a sensei who you call master and you res you give respect in order to get their valuable knowledge, which can, you know, improve your path right. or improve your capabilities drastically. So it's like, you know, we ever see a leader, but not enough people aspires to, you know, be a follower to a leader, to take that time to mm -hmm. uh, have, the, have a leader develop you. And I think it's important to sometime in your life, especially in your 20s, to find great leaders to learn from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still learning, buddy. I mean, full disclosure, I'm 47 turning 48. We might bleep that out, but just being honest and transparent, I'm a little bit older. I heard you earlier say that Mark Cuban and others, they fail. And when they hit their 40s, even late 40s, they start to skyrocket. Hey, you know what? There's a chance for me. There's still hope. I might pull it off, but that's not my huge motivator. Yes, we want to have funds. We want to have funds. And I do say fun with a stress because you need a little bit of cash flow to have a whole lot of fun. And for me, building businesses and building businesses with and for other people and helping others, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, riding bikes is also fun. That's something else I love to do. And I like to take my kids racing and riding and watching them play sports. That's fun, but you need that cash flow. But um, thinking back to it is being able to have that inspiration, being able to make a little money is great. But at 47 turning 48, I have my mentors. I don't stop learning. I've gone through anxiety and depression, not in my early life. And most people who know me won't even know this, by the way. So I'm telling you, I wanted to have raw, empowered conversations. I am sharing this openly because it's time. And people need to know that even some people that come across the strongest have some mental challenges and issues. I got issues. Trust me. Believe me. The good ones and the bad ones. But the reality is when it comes to the podcasting innovation and the live streaming, folks, Robbie is somewhat of a mentor to me. Whether he knows it or not, I just told him. He figured it out. I listen very carefully to what he says. But there's many others that are mentors to me. I've got some younger folks that are leading me in different ways. And I've got some much, much older folks leading me in different ways. And uh, it's good to have a mentor. It's good to be open to learn. Whether you call them mentors or leaders or coaches or whatever the heck you want to call them, have them. In fact, I run an empowered peer group session. And we meet monthly with 10 people in our peer groups and our groups only have 10. So once one caps at 10, it's a new group. And then we move to a new 10, a new 10. And, uh, and I, I have caps on that too, but we put like-minded individuals that are in different industries, different categories and different phases of their business life into the same room. And once a month for three hours, we get together and we talk about their issues because it's better than them trying to hire me to be their consultant. You get one guy for a certain fee a month, but for a lot less money, you get 10 guys and girls who are way more brilliant than I am. I'm not saying I'm brilliant. I'm just saying I'm okay. They're brilliant. I'm just here. And they help actually help solve problems. They solve your problems. We work through the hot seat with each other every month. We have uh, expert series sessions, webinars. We have thought leader webinars and, and a bunch of other things too during the month, as well as newsletters and things like that. But the real gold of this comes, Robbie, is when we have these people in the same digital room from all over, mostly North America. I've got a couple of Europeans, but North America, where we're actually having these conversations just like this one, but there's 10 of us and we go on a rant or we have a conversation or 
we solve each other's problems. If someone says, Pat, I'm sucking at this right now. Help me out. And I'm like, Brian, sorry, I just gave away somebody. Brian, <laughs> I don't have the answer, but I know that, and I won't drop the other name because it gives it away, but has the same sort of problem. They mm. went through that with their business growth and boom, she starts talking about it. Right. And then all of a sudden you hear three other people chime in from a group of 10. So that's our peer groups with Empowered Entrepreneur that we do that. It's something that I'm excited about and I love doing. But again, it's just having empowered conversations like this one to keep going. And that's why I love listening, Paravi. I love talking with you and I mm. love being able to share this. And doing it with LinkedIn is cool because again, it's our peers. And there's a large group of my network groups, my peer groups that are actually on LinkedIn. So... They're probably hearing this, they're seeing this, they're having a good giggle yeah. at that last comment that I just made. But please know that everybody in my life and Robbie's life, everybody in our network is in one way or another at some point in time mentoring all of us. We're all learning together. We're co-opetition, as Robbie said earlier. We're helping each other. We're fighting against each other in some cases. We may just be friends that help each other, motivate each other. We may be watching and learning from Mark Cuban, watching Ravi. And I'm like, man, I got to remember how to do those quotes and names like that. I'm awful at it, but I know what it, I know the thought. I don't know the exact quote. So you crush that and uh, remind me to stay motivated on that. But uh, what do you think's going on in the world of entrepreneurs these days? And, and, and then we'll kind of wrap up after this, but I'm curious what your thoughts are because more entrepreneurs are becoming creators. Athletes and artists really specifically are self-promoting entrepreneurs, whether they realize it or not, they might be. Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, yes, we're in Toronto, so we're calling those guys out, who are athletes and their job is a hockey player playing for the corporation of the Toronto Maple Leafs or Maple Leaf Sports. But people forget that every athlete is an independent corporation promoting and selling themselves. And we're going to, I think, this is my thought, I think we're going to see more of that with tools like live streams and, and LinkedIn Creator in this case or YouTube. We're seeing more of these crazy kids. I'm calling them kids. Because some of them are under 15 and 16 and 20 years old who are doing multi-million dollar businesses with YouTube, doing self-promotions and sharing. What are your thoughts on where entrepreneurship and uh, podcasting video can take us? So, Miss There it goes. Another nugget, right? <laughs> this is Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. So, I think there's a misguided concept uh, in like North um, If you interview most kids in high school... And in public school, like ask them what they want to be uh, when they grow up, they say YouTuber, right? Or like, you know, or, or, or like some kind of producer like that, you know, some kind of streamer. And we exact same kind of response, like grown, right? Like, you know, we need more scientists, we need more doctors, Sorry. we need more engineers, we need more professors. And that's where in, in like the East is beating us, right? Like if you look at like, um, like they're churning out engineers, they're churning out doctors, they're churning out all these high heavy professionals, almost like a, like a factory, but they're not independent thinkers. They're going through the book learning process and can, and, and they're like, they're like coming from a machine learned kind of environment where it's like, hmm. they can do a task, but they're not doing things creatively. Whereas when you're creating media, right? If you you have to think creatively, like you can be a, an accountant working at Sony, working with music label and artists and stuff like that, while live streaming and on Twitch and gaming and talking about that kind of lifestyle, right? While, you know, on, on Instagram, yeah. having an account about, you know, um, you know, going to concert, things like that. But on LinkedIn, you're talking about being an accountant. This multi-sided <laughs> fu functionality. But the media part of it is very important to the uh, training because the internet has given us 
two new forms of leverage. So in, in 1900s and previously, if you want to get rich, you use labor, right? Who, whoever right. controls labor gets riches. That's where like uh, they can kind of spurn from to fight against that. In, in the 20th century, if you want to get rich, use capital, right? And then again, people who are okay. close to capital centers, uh, you know, uh, the banks and all that, out, out, uh, it was a outcompete everybody. So both of those forms of leverage required permission. Someone had to give it to you. Someone had to have permission to access that infrastructure. But the internet has opened mm -hmm. up two new forms of leverage if you want to do great things, right? It's code and media. So code means you can yeah. add to the combined code base of the internet by adding a SaaS tool, uh, you know, creating a Chrome browser extension, a new kind of integration, whatever it is. You can add to that as, and, and, and pay from that. But secondly, the wetware of the internet is media. You know, everything from books, okay. blogs, uh, video, streaming, you know, uh, podcasts, any kind of media format, all these is now accessible because the internet for, for you know, uh, the, at a very drastically low price. So by creating media, you can actually abstract a lot of value, getting attention, right? It's easier now than ever to launch a book, you know, uh, right. promote it to your Twitch audience, you know, while podcast audience around the book, while going on other media shows and talking about that, right? While you have your, 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 while you, you know, were, you know, were, you know, have your charities you might work on while traveling and learning about life and things like that because you're a nomad, right? Like life is changing. So being a multifaceted person yeah. is important. So being a media player is, I think, part of the toolkit of skills you're going to need being in the metaverse, digital nomad kind of future is needed. So all these kids who are growing up and just thinking of, I want to create media. It's great. But how do you different? How do you differentiate your media? Right. You got to go and get specialized knowledge, something that gives you a creative edge. And it's nothing all have to be prank videos and comedy. You know, a lot of them can go into science. How many kids now are creating like science experiments at home and explaining how that kind of works and learning and teaching themselves how to code and how to build, right? There's 14 year olds who are monetizing their gaming uh, habits by creating like skins on Roblox and selling it to 12 year olds who are using their mom's credit card to buy it, right? <laughs> like there's a whole economy developing, right? And no one's giving them permission. Like they're just doing it, right? Because all the tools yeah. are accessible and, and capable. So permissionless systems, code and media allow everyone kind of be of access as long as you have internet connection. So I think all we need to focus on as society is make sure everyone has access to being able to connect it, be able to play this game at an equal footing and the market kind of sort itself out. That's huge. And you know what? I know we're going to have more conversations. We're going to have more live streams and podcasts later on. I, I, but I, I'm going to stop us there. I mean, we're close to an hour. And the whole point of this is really trying to have 30 to 60 minute conversations that are empowered and empowering. And folks, that was like a bomb, multi-bombs dropping right there where we're going to go. Robbie, those were really strong statements. I will be putting them in the show notes. I will be putting them into my Empowered Lessons Learned, which is a micro podcast associated with this one. So you'll have those for you later on, folks. You can check those out, of course, on the podcast, but it won't be through the live stream. Get them on the post. And uh, that'll be at empoweredpodcast.ca when that goes live. Those notes will be there for you, those show notes. So Ravi, obviously huge thanks. And, you know, it's awesome that you can share. It's amazing that you talked about mentorship and leadership and how we all have to have somebody. And I love that too. If people want to reach out to you, and I know the obvious answer is LinkedIn. So you might as well go ahead and say that. But if people want to reach out to you, learn more about BlueMax or perhaps find a new intern that really wants to work with BlueMax and Ravi and learn, how do people, what's the best way to get in touch with with you, Ravi? No, it's definitely LinkedIn. Um, I have other social media that's, that's available, but 
they're all for different purposes, right? If you want to really yeah. reach out, especially around, you know, how do I guest or how do I launch a startup? How do I get an innovation? How do I find what I'm really good at? Or I'm, I've recently just started as a sales coach. Um, I teach uh, program now, um, how to sell technology. Nice. So if you want to talk about that as well, LinkedIn. Absolutely. So Ravi Ravindran at LinkedIn. Okay. Check him out. He's there. Uh, Bloomx.io. So that's the place to find the two spots to find him really do a quick take. Like I said earlier, if you got a business and you're starting up or you're an executive that's trying to grow, you need more exposure or you just want to start starting your exposure for high frequency media, go do a quick take bloomx.io. Yeah, sure. I got an affiliate link and I can pump that out, but the reality is just go to bloomx.io. It doesn't matter because we're trying to help grow the economy in, in the future of creators, influencers, technology, startups, innovators. And go do a quick take and check out what they're doing. If you need to reach out to me, the best place is right now, LinkedIn. Like Robbie said, I have a whole bunch of other social media. Oddly enough, I don't have many of them and I don't spend a lot of time on them. My wife and family and friends and other, you know, people send me, and my kids too, send me Instagram reels to watch. And like a week or two later, they're like, dad, did you see that? Or oh, Pat, did you see that? I'm like, no, I sent it to you last week. Okay. So yes, we all have different social media for different reasons. And I don't have a TikTok and I don't have a Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 47. So there you go. I guess I got to get on those and be the empowered entrepreneur there too. But those are all push media content for me. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is a place where we want to have conversations. Yep. So uh, drop me a message, DM me, reach out to me here on LinkedIn. And like I mentioned, none of this is possible without Ravi and his team at Bluemax. So if you're thinking of a podcast, or you better be thinking about Ravi and bloomx.io before you do anything. If you're an entrepreneur or want to be one or a creator, or you have a quick, simple conversation that you want to have or get some feedback, you can DM me on LinkedIn, as I said earlier, and I'll send you a link for a discovery call. Absolutely free. It's not something I'm trying to charge for. I'm not trying to profiteer off it. I love helping others. So you can ask me anything. AMA, ask me anything. And just to close off, thank you so much, everybody for joining us in this empowered conversation with Ravi and great people doing great things to help others. And if you want to be a guest or you want to nominate somebody, again, message me on LinkedIn and let's have a great conversation with great people doing great things. So Ravi, again, thank you so much, buddy. I love this and I'm honored and blessed and you've empowered me to do this and do something that I love. And thank you for being a guest on Empowered Entrepreneur and Empowered Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pat, for having me on. Oh, my pleasure, man. We'll have a lot of fun. Thank you. Empowered. A Bluemex podcast is hosted by Patrick McGuire and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. Empowered podcast may be compensated by sponsors, products, or services in this show. For more empowered content, subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bluemex.io to join us on Discord. 